Chapter 15, Sundowners Anne was thankful when Harold was asked to go to Albury as the climate in Bathurst did not suit her. On Wednesday evening, November 16, 1932, about 100 people assembled in St Matthew's Hall, Albury to say farewell to Pastor E.R. Whitehead and to welcome Harold and his family. The following Sabbath, more than 50 of the church members assembled on the banks of the Murray River as Harold and the conference president, Pastor Reuben Hare, conducted the service and Pastor Whitehead baptised five people. The family moved into the house vacated by the Whiteheads. Harold set about planning his missions for the new year. In addition to his work in Albury, Harold planned two additional missions. One was to be held in Wodonga, Albury's sister city on the Victorian side of the Murray River, and the other was to be held in Lavington, close to Albury. During 1932, Signs of the Times published a number of Harold's evangelistic addresses. This continued into 1933, when addresses by Harold in Malcolm's Hall, Albury, the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Albury and the Masonic Hall, Wodonga, were published. In addition, the local papers carried reports of Harold's meetings. It was Harold's practice for some years to have his evangelistic addresses carried in local newspapers. On April 1, 1933, another baptism was conducted where the previous baptism had taken place. The spot selected was a bend of the river with a green carpet on its banks and beautiful weeping willows on both sides of the river. Pastor Hare, who conducted a tent mission in Albury 11 years before, baptised the six candidates in the morning with about 60 present. The communion service or Lord's Supper was held in the afternoon and the newly baptised people were voted into church membership. By June, another baptism was imminent. The church members had worked hard to clear the balance of the church's debt. Two rooms were added to the rear of the church and a baptismal font installed. By June, another baptism was imminent. The church members had worked hard to clear the balance of the church's debt. Two rooms were added to the rear of the church and a baptismal font installed. Further good news arrived in July. Pastor Whitehead, who was quite exhausted after leaving Albury, recovered his energy and the nearly 30 pounds in weight, or 12 kilograms, he had lost earlier in the year. Harold had written to him indicating that the Albury Church was having special prayer for his recovery. Others were also praying for his recovery. Pastor Whitehead went to his study and asked the Lord to heal him. The pain eased and he'd been clear of pain for the next four months. In late March 1933, Harold conducted a funeral service for Sister Elizabeth Neary, the mother of Pastor A.W. Knight's wife. She passed away in Murrum Bateman near Canberra. The funeral was noteworthy in that Sister Neary requested before her death that the minister who officiated at her grave would hold a public service in the local hall immediately afterwards and tell her friends the reason for her faith in a soon-coming saviour. More than a hundred relatives and friends were present at the gravesite, and they duly listened attentively to the glorious theme that had buoyed up her life. Captain Tibbs of the Salvation Army assisted Harold at the services. In August, Pastor Hare visited Albury. His report appeared in the Australasian record of September 4. The church was filled on the Sabbath of my visit. Of about 20 young people, nine work in the local woolen mills. The manager permits them to leave 20 minutes before sundown on Friday. 
Consequently, they are known in the factory as the sundowners. Recently, Pastor Harker approached the manager with a view to securing employment for another girl. The manager said, We must find work for her as she is a Seventh-day Adventist and they are our best workers. He then spoke freely of the integrity and faithfulness of our boys and girls in the mills. May God bless the Albury young people as they thus witness in their work. After all, should not the truth make us all more faithful, honest and diligent in our daily tasks? Harold took a close interest in the spiritual and temporal welfare of the youth in the Albury Church, as he did everywhere he ministered. He had a special program that captured their interest. It was entitled The Game of Life. It was a chart with a young person playing chess with the devil. Harold had long since given up playing chess because he believed that it wasted time that could be used more profitably. Yet he used his skill at chess to help young people see how the devil sought to win the game of life for their souls. Youth were riveted as Harold explained move and counter move until the devil checkmated the young person who had ventured onto his ground. Harold's time in Albury drew to a close. The missions were finalised and the new converts were confirmed in the faith. At the South New South Wales camp meeting held at Parramatta Park, October 3 to 15, 1933, Harold was asked to return to Sydney for pastoral work. Harold, Anne, Phyllis, Raymond and Jack moved to a nice brick home in Patterson Street, Concord, not far from the Concord Church. Harold and Anne had a clearing sale in Albury and Anne was able to furnish the house as she liked, purchasing her first lounge suite and carpets for the lounge and dining rooms. Early in 1934, while helping with the pastoral work of the city, Harold opened a mission at West Concord. He was supported by an orchestra of young people. On May 4, Harold assisted with a collection for the public hospitals of Sydney. 27 city blocks were assigned to a number of Adventist pastors and laypersons who donned appeal buttons and took their collection boxes into the city. In July, Harold closed his mission at West Concord for a time and helped pastors Scott Stewart and R. Govett with their heavy pastoral load. A number of church members were sick and some had passed away. Harold kept busy with pastoral visitations and conducting a greater than usual number of funerals. Perhaps Harold had these funerals on his mind when he married Stanford to Olive Dulcie Gray at the Stanmore Church on August 30, 1934. He inadvertently thanked all the sympathisers, but quickly corrected himself, much to the amusement of the congregation. Harold was assisted at the wedding by Pastor F.A. Allum, who was an uncle of the bride. At the South New South Wales camp meeting held at Parramatta Park, October 2 to 14, Harold took an early morning devotional study from the writings of Sister White. Harold testified at the meeting, I have never seen a meeting during my 40 years in this message where the Spirit of God has not come into our hearts when the spirit of prophecy was read. Harold's witness was supported by a blind sister, Miss Emily Gordon, who said in a ringing voice, Joy unspeakable comes into my heart when I hear extracts read from the spirit of prophecy. It was through the Sabbath and the spirit of prophecy that I came into this message, and they are very dear to my heart. At the camp meeting, Harold was asked to assist with the work at Gilgandra in the central highlands of New South Wales, a few hours' drive to the north and west of Bathurst. 
Gilgandra is the centre of a large wheat and grain farming area. A number of lay members were working zealously in the area and needed support. Harold went to Gilgandra but left Anne and the children at home in Concord as Anne was suffering from duodenal ulcers and anemia. When he arrived, Gilgandra was in the grip of drought and a plague of grasshoppers. As Harold moved around on his bicycle, he clipped his coat sleeves at the wrist and put his trouser legs into his socks so that the grasshoppers couldn't get in. Harold persevered in Gilgandra but found the hot and difficult conditions trying. He was not there long when he received a call to work in the Tasmanian conference. Harold never refused a call and on this occasion it helped to relieve a difficult situation for him and his family. Although it meant another move, Harold was needed in Tasmania. Thus it was that Harold, Anne, Phyllis, Raymond and Jack sailed from Sydney on January 15, 1935, bound for Hobart. Harold's work was to care for and build up the church in Launceston. Harold wrote on February 8, the report appearing in the Australasian Record on February 25, 1935. Leaving Sydney on January 15 by the Largs Bay, we had a delightful trip across and reached Hobart two days later. It is 22 years since we left Hobart, but as we sailed up its beautiful harbour, we recognised many of the landmarks as we came in sight of the city. Having sent all of our goods to Launceston, we had to take a furnished flat, and the Lord directed us to one right opposite our campsite. At present I am helping to erect camp. Everything is going along splendidly under the capable hand of Pastor Bird. We have met some old friends, but the majority of the brethren were but children when we were last here. We're looking forward to our work in this field again. We have met all of our workers but one, and from the president down I'm confident we shall be a happy family. At present the plan is that we shall labour in Launceston after our camp meeting. I want to tell you how good God has been to us since we left, and that we are happy in Him, and looking for a good year in this island conference. <laughs>